You will feel his evil. Together, we could be unstoppable. Ohaku or Not covers the official handbook of the Marvel Universe Deluxe Edition, an encyclopedia series published from 1985 to 1988 by Marvel Comics. And we cover it with several panelists with little to no knowledge of the Marvel Universe, giving their first impressions of each character, its look, concept, and story. Warning, listener discretion is advised. Ohatmu or Not is a proud member of the Fire & Water Podcast Network. This is your host, Siskoid, and with me today are... Amelie, Isabel, Natalie, Illy, Shotgun. Mastermind to Masters of Evil. Mastermind, a member of Magneto's original Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, Mastermind has the power to create convincing illusions. And if you put your hand over half the split screen under his image, you'll peep at his handsome illusionary look modeled after Lord Byron or somebody. Uh, in fact, he prefers the romance of history, so he usually projects another time, usually colonial era, something like that, around himself to confuse his foes who maybe they think they've time-traveled suddenly. Mastermind doesn't play well with others and has grudges against the X-Men, the Hellfire Club who rejected his membership, Mystique and her Brotherhood of Mutants, you name it. Also pictured uh, making Toad think he's trapped and projecting several copies of himself around Iceman. He's really got like a Sherlock thing going on the uh, in the main panel. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I yeah, am. I don't hate the look. <laughs> I think I, I would wear that. <laughs> yeah, I would also wear it, especially the jacket. That's just fun. Maybe not the hook. <laughs> it's not it's, the hook. It's, it's a, a smoke. smoke. It's smoke? Yes, yeah, from his cigarette. I have a feeling it's supposed to like look like a question mark, maybe mm. like and just stylistically. But yes, it's actually smoke. It was confusing at first. <laughs> yeah, it just looks like he's holding a tiny hook, and it's weird. <laughs> that that's like when when people try to do like smoke rings or like tricks with smoke, but they they can't they can't quite actually do it. <laughs> Loki, hold up, hold up. This this time it'll work. <gasps> wait, wait. This next time it's gonna work. What's going on right now is this is a man who speaks with his hands, so that's why there's weird smoke patterns. Ugh. But his hand looks tiny. Oh my god, they do. Oh, the whole the whole proportions are weird. Agreed. How? Oh wait, he's just a mutant. He just has that ability. Never mind. No question. You know when you can say he's just a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> it's just who he is. Bitten by a radioactive illusion. <laughs> That is hilarious. <laughs> so, okay, the time travel part, I kind of like. I, I would love to be brought into an illusion of another time. It's just, I keep looking at half his face and trying. I don't like his pretty face any better than his actual face. I kind of oh, like that hair. Yeah, the it, hair is better. It took me a while to figure out which which, which was which, not going to lie. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm kind of struggling with it. Yeah, I wish they'd put like an actual image of that look. But if you look at the what it, like his uh, height and weight and all of that, they give you two of them. There's like oh. the real and the illusory. So he makes himself feel, seem taller. He makes himself seem beefier. Uh, he changes his eyes uh, from uh, black to gray. His hair from sorry. Gray How to do brown. I get in on this? <laughs> yeah, can, can that extend on to other people? Yeah, well, it's illusions, so you can project anything. So does he have to actively think about it? So you're having a conversation with him, but he's not listening. He's just always thinking about the illusion. Well, it must be like a skill set where you're sort of like, it's like you can knit and talk. He well, can, it depends like, what I'm knitting. You can walk it, and talk? <laughs> yes. Okay. But I think but the I knitting don't have thing to works. think about walking. Because I think, because I think some some illusions are quite easy, and then some illusions are quite hard. So, so some of them you have to really think about it to get that Victorian vibe around you. I wonder how, times, like, yeah. how much of a history buff is he, so that it actually like has the right appearance, the the, the right clothing. Yeah, but would you know? Oh, yeah. Victorian England didn't look like this last time. I mean, not in not everything, but sometimes I'm I'm sure it's. 
it must be part of the storyline with him that he makes a mistake and people realize it's an illusion, right? That's usually how illusionists lose. Is that really a thing? People are like, there are no cars in this era, and then it just falls (laughs) to pieces? Yeah, because, you know, he he projects the illusion, but he still gets run over by a car. So you're like, hmm. (laughs) So so how, how much can you interact with the illusion? Like, can you, like, eat at a restaurant? In the illusion? <laughs> it's yep. your head that's messed up. So if you can dream you're in a restaurant, you could eat in a restaurant. Could you like not read or see time or, or like those like dream things you can't do? Well, that's a good trick, Isabel, because you could. Okay. Mastermind creates a fantasy. There are books in the fantasy. You open a book. How is he going to project the text? How is he, he going to know what's in the book? And, exactly. and create it fast enough. So that would be a good way to fool him or find out if you're an illusion or not. Yes, I've won. <laughs> Imagine like someone comes to the door and you're not wearing pants and then you can just illusion on some pants. That's useful. I would you illusion know? a bra every single day. Yeah, like illusion makeup, illusion a bra. I feel like it would be a good skill to like, figure out if you would like a haircut oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, or like a color or whatever you could just kind of try it out he could charge for that who needs an app you just go see this dude and say hey how would i look bald and then he makes you feel like you're bald oh my god okay so you live in a small apartment okay <laughs> you don't have a lot of room for kitchen stuff when you need it you illusion it onto the counter like, you need a KitchenAid stand mixer? Here you go. Well, no, it's not real. No, you're not. You can't You can't eat what you make with it if it's all no. illusions. No, but no. If, but you can illusion make a cake and then eat the illusion cake and the illusion, and then you didn't even eat cake for real. <laughs> but you still felt the pleasure of eating one and no oh. guilt of getting, you know, extra weight. I, I think if you're the illusionist, that's not going to work on you. <laughs> That's fair. But so, so, if you have a, like an illusionist boyfriend, <laughs> then all the cake. But okay, so none of the illusions you can have are your cake and eat it too. <laughs> so none of the illusions are concrete. Illusions. No. They're on your head. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like a changing the way you perceive. This, this yeah. feels like a uh, <laughs> hologramic gate all over again. <laughs> it, it would feel pretty <laughs> real to you if it was him doing it. But it's not actually real. So, so what is yeah, it worth? Uh, it's yeah. trickery. <laughs> but what does he do with it? Like how? Like give me an example of what he could do. He does villainy. <laughs> I think he like tricks people, and then. Well, if you're in a battle, he can make you think that you're at a spa. <laughs> but but she's right though. Like, what does he do? Like, does he put you in an illusion, and then when you're comfortable yep. in the spa, he just punches you or something? Say you think you're in a spa, but you're actually in a you're falling out of a plane. Oh, okay, oh. like that. Okay. Okay, but w- I'm not sure how knowing I'm falling out of a plane is going to fix anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're a superhero, maybe you know. Oh, it's yeah. like you yeah, maybe jump- you can fly. <laughs> yeah, you jumped out of the plane. <laughs> Because you thought you were going to get a face mask thing. <laughs> so it's over there. You go over there. That's actually falling out of a plane. And you never pull yourself out of it because right. you're, you're you constantly know, in the illusion. If I'm going to be falling out of a plane, I think I'd rather be thinking while I'm falling that I'm in a spa yeah. than knowing <laughs> that I'm falling out of a plane. I mean, his, his biggest tricks, let's say, like the, his most famous storylines from the 80s from around this time. Well, he made Jean Grey go mad. When she was, well, Phoenix, you know, by manipulating her emotions and manipulating her world around her and making her think things were happening that weren't happening. And then after Phoenix died, Cyclops was about to get married to this other redhead who looked just like Jean Grey. And uh, Mastermind made the X-Men think that she was Phoenix and that Phoenix was attacking so that they were actually attacking each other. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say that the, the redhead that Cyclops was supposed to marry was an illusion all along. Um, no, she was a demon queen all along, but that's for much later. I think marriage in general is an illusion, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just trying to figure out how like you can beat someone up with an illusion, but if you're illusioning other humans or whatever. Did you see the last um, Spider-Man movie? 
yes. With Mysterio. Yeah, Mysterio. I mean, at yeah. least he has the drones that do most of the destroying, but there's still like this illusion playing tricks that making them think that all this is there. And yeah. then he just lends the punch at the right moment. And yeah, yeah. It looks like it's, whoa. Yeah. Fighting with, uh, with Iceman there, who looks like a caveman with his club of ice. He illusions plenty of himself so that he don't, he doesn't know where to attack. Yeah. I feel like it kind of makes sense for like a comic medium to do something like that because I feel like you could make like some cool panels that kind of put you like in different locations and like different styles or whatever. It's like an excuse to create cool content. (laughs) Isn't like any superpower an excuse to create (laughs) cool content? Oh yeah, I just mean because like he can be like in different historical times and like in, you know, kind of anywhere. um, More variety. Yeah, like when if you compare it to like another person who basically is always in the same locations. Yeah, um, So, so if you want like your Wolverine Hamilton crossover... Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was basically like what we're seeing down there in the first the panel under the the main picture. That was kind of you had the X Men dressed as colonials and yeah, I feel like that sort of thing kind of lends itself to stuff like that, which I think is pretty cool. I feel like if your favorite time to go to is like colonial times, that might be a red flag though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're gonna like live around this person, you really do have to trust them. Like you really have to believe that they have like your well-being at heart (laughs) and if you don't believe that they'll make you believe it is mastermind hot or not no no (laughs) like i don't i don't like the character but i like the idea and the power set but i would not be able to trust anything around surrounding that person so i would look at myself in the mirror and be like oh i look pretty this morning Honey, <laughs> or do I? <laughs> it's not like an outright not for me, but I, I'm not like super into it either. Kind of in the middle. There's some interesting things, but I don't know. Not over the moon. Although he could probably make me feel like I was. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Never let your feelings get you down. So Master Order, the opposite of Lord Chaos, but as we discussed before, not in conflict with that other entity, but rather with death. In their relationship, Chaos questions, but Order answers. He is the force of certainty. Like Chaos, he will not intervene directly, but will instead use agents, agents who may not even know that they're working for Order, like Spider-Man or something. I like the okay, image. I don't know. I, I feel like underwhelmed by it compared to Chaos. Yeah. Because it looks just like a human face, whereas Chaos had this, you know, thing going for it. Okay. <laughs> so he does look like this? What, what do I you just, mean? <laughs> I guess I just wasn't sure if, like, he's, like, kind of controlling people. Yeah. He's not a he. No, but he's a it. Whatever. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, so it's kind of like putting people in the right direction so that they follow the order. It's a concept. Don't overthink it. I just wasn't sure if we were looking at the person being, like, controlled or if we were looking at them. (laughs) That's what I was trying to figure out. If Doctor Strange is talking to order, like, summoning up order and speaking to order, it'll look like... This is what they look like. Yeah. Okay. Is it just me or the eyes look a little bit watery? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he looks constipated. (laughs) Yeah, he's not having a great time. I wish it weren't a... A human face. Me too. Yeah, that's that's frankly kind of weird. I don't think it should be a human face for some like a concept like this. Like that's yeah, especially for the concept of order. If there's anything that's out of order, it's a human race. (laughs) (laughs) And especially something that we don't know the origins of. Yeah, so abstract. Why would it be human? Let's just assume that it appears human because the characters that try to communicate with it are humans. So to make it easier to converse or something. Oh, I choose to believe that's the way like you would appear differently if it was a being from another planet interacting with it. Just like Jesus is definitely white. (laughs) (laughs) 
Other messiahs are available. <laughs> Not sponsored <laughs> by the Catholic Church. <laughs> it looks stressed. I mean, I don't really blame him for that. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, you're working to bring order to the world and you work in partnership with chaos it's not a great day just to be clear though Isabel, it has no personality beyond the abstract cause that it represents so <laughs> no need to ask the question <laughs> how am i supposed to say my trademark question now <laughs> i i would guess that if he had a personality it would be a very anal one Yeah, I don't think I'd like him. I think my father's master order. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of imagining they have like an office that feels very much like a government office where you stand in line and then (laughs) you get a number and you wait to go and talk to them. (laughs) I'll be kind of like like if government offices were like in Oz. Well, I mean, it is a head. (laughs) Well, that's why I'm saying that. (laughs) In the Emerald City. Do they master order and chaos? Like, do they ever interact or they just both exist? Always. They interact between each other. Yeah. But how how do they interact? Do they have like normal conversations or is chaos going like, ah, and he's like, stop. When you talk to chaos, he's mostly asking questions. There's uncertainty in everything, but order answers the so they're they're kind of like two voices of the same two sides of a coin they try to maintain a balance of power between them for the well-being of the universe so that the universe doesn't collapse into entropy heat death can master order answer questions that weren't asked by chaos i'm just wondering if because if order is making all the decisions can he just decide what chaos asks and that's how it's balanced I would assume he doesn't really have control over the questions of chaos. We enter. Yeah, I don't the- think it's an actual game show. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, I would love that game. That, that would be wonderful, though. <laughs> please, please. The Master Order interacts with Doctor Strange, so it's not just between him and Chaos, and it's not just he answers questions from Doctor Strange, and that's the only time we only see him. So we don't really know how he reacts, except that's- in that. Like, that's the only time we ever see Master Order is, like, when he talks to Doctor Strange? It doesn't have to be Doctor Strange. It can be... Okay, so we do see him more than that. It's my example of how a person... Okay. I thought it was like, geez, is he just talking to Doctor Strange? Well, I mean, Doctor Strange is just about one of the only people that might that could, call, yeah. call this guy up. But <laughs> when you see cosmic entities <laughs> speaking to each other, uh, you might just see them in their own environment, which will looks like outer space i think i have a hard time imagining what like the comics of this look like <laughs> like i don't know um, like what does he sound like like not obviously you know you can't hear his voice but like what does he like what is his voice like like what does he you know what i mean like the type of words he uses i don't know what he's like i can't imagine this dude talking <laughs> What I talk, or does he just give you the answer inside you? Ew. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not not like that. (laughs) In my head, I'm imagining him in a sketch where he's a very military uh, version of Mr. Clean. (laughs) Not a sponsor. (laughs) Other cleaning products are available. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Clean does cause order. So, well, that's that's why I'm saying that. Maybe like a close cousin. Ah, uh, <laughs> like the size of Sorry. a planet. Sorry, I'm not over the Mr. Clean thing. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you're at your family reunion and like one of your cousins is fucking master order, and the other, and you're just like Mr. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, see what would have happened if you went to university? <laughs> so it's all about metaphysics and you know, Marvel writers taking LSD. So <laughs> does he bounce off the planets? No, no. Okay, so how big is the head? He's as big as the universe. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, you see, what? Right? I have a hard time to wrap my head around this. Well, one. You, like, <laughs> is he the universe, Lewis? He's like everything. Each of these, how big is death? 
How big is chaos? How big is eternity? How big is they're not physical beings. But he is a physical head. <laughs> okay, he manifests it manifests the head to yeah. talk with Doctor Strange, but so, he's yeah, everywhere. Okay, okay. okay. I can live with that. He's Guys, not always a head. It's an illusion. It's not real. <laughs> oh, sometimes he's behind. <laughs> That's especially when he gets anal. <laughs> oh, man. This is a rough episode. Okay. So, <laughs> is Master Order hot? Lord Chaos was somehow hot. Or cool. Master Let's- Order, I just don't like this. <laughs> I um, just don't like it. I don't know why. I did like Chaos. I remember that. I just don't like this. <laughs> you know what? We love Lord Chaos because we are the chaos of this podcast. Chaos? My, you are you are the master order. <laughs> I like master order because I relate to, to master order because I'm I'm orderly and uniform and I have no personality. <laughs> I just feel it. <laughs> That's why you keep asking about other people's personality because you're just yeah. like I'm I'm looking for one of these. What what do you have for me? What can you suggest? <laughs> yeah, do you have one of my size? <laughs> Nobody has a personality your size. That's an, I'm, I'm, that's I'm an, an th- ego joke, not a weight joke or anything. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, it's a not for me. I agree with you guys. This is like a boring interpretation of. It's just weird to me that they would do this. <laughs> well. I just. I just wish he was a square or like a blob or something. Yeah, I I would have probably gone hot if he wasn't a human face. That's so just... if he was a square. Yeah, like yeah. just straight a, up a square. A giant cube. Oh, I'm down I would for love a giant that. Cube. <laughs> Redesign him as a cube. <laughs> Petition. Brooklyn, you are out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. The whole trial is out of order. They're out of order. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the star of this issue uh, master pandemonium (laughs) so a rich and successful hollywood actor who ran his car (laughs) off a cliff while drinking and driving ripping his arm out in the accident and hanging upside down by a seatbelt. martin preston was rescued by mephisto i.e the devil himself who offered him a deal his soul in exchange for his arm back Mephisto summons a lesser demon, rips off its arm, and plugs it into Preston. Then he rips off his good arm and replaces that one, too, with another arm uh, from a demon. When he awakens, uh, he's got two demon arms and a star-shaped hole in his stomach, the five points of which represent five pieces of his soul, scattered across reality as, apparently, five beings. As Master Pandemonium, he searches for the pieces and starts attacking the members of the West Coast Avengers. In case one of them is one of the five pieces, (laughs) that was the kind of the plot. He's plotting from his movie studio lair. Um, (laughs) Pandemonium can summon demons from his stomach hole. Two demons in particular donated his arms and are the most often called to help. If they do, Pandemonium is rendered armless. Armless and harmless. He can also use magic to attack and protect himself and uses an amulet to teleport himself. So he's got like a bag of tricks in in terms of just like being a wizard, uh, but it's mostly demon summoning. Okay, so I saw it and I was like, who is this dude with the croissants on his head? (laughs) (laughs) And then then you read the description and I'm sold. Oh, (laughs) it's... For me, it's the facial hair. The facial hair oh, is like, mwah. The oh. split beard thing is so funny to me. You know what I wish? I wish he had gotten two left arms. <laughs> <laughs> Just for shits and giggles. I love the disappearing arm thing. <laughs> oh, this Armless. is so ridiculous. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I wonder if he knew what he was getting himself into. No. that usually is the case with the devil is he still a successful actor now yes i would i would like to know what kind of movies he made (laughs) i hope he's not acting anymore because i can just imagine like the director saying like oh yeah mr Uh, preston we will have a shirtless scene we need to schedule it for like next week and he's be like no i have a hole (laughs) on my chest that would look great his arms look like human 
arms like when they're there though yeah, right he doesn't yeah. have like a purple arm and a green arm no okay that's a bummer but what kind of movies did he make well it says here that there are no accounts of preston's activity following his acquisition of demonic arms but it's said that he purchased the anvil pictures movie studio where he once worked so now he owns a studio yeah, okay but- that was kind of gonna be my follow-up because when you said that his lair was in the studio i assumed he was still acting <laughs> but producing. he just like bought yeah he just bought it to like yeah. use it for himself he's, he's yeah he's uh, he's in cahoots with the devil so he's a producer well, I mean, if he's producing, then he, he, I mean, he just do some more acting without arms. There should be more no arm representation in movies. He has arms. That's the issue. They're, yeah, they're demon arms. But then you can pretend they're special effects. But he has to summon them for them to leave. So it's a package deal. It's, you've got arms or you're three. I feel like he'd be outing himself quite a bit. Yeah. How does he get his mustache to do that? A lot of gel. It's <laughs> like too little, too... No, but he has the... Demonic powers. He has a chin mustache, but also like the too thin antenna mustache. It's, um, it's just gross. It's <laughs> a so look. I hope he didn't have that facial hair while he was acting, because like, how can you get famous with that hair? This feels like a post-demon inclusion to me. He was trying to shave, and then the demon arm just like, whoa. Well, well, I'll I'll give you like a uh, a possibility. <laughs> oh yes, oh. please zoom on the crotch. <laughs> no, I'll I'll give you a possibility here because Anvil Studios. There's probably a joke there about Hammer Studios. They made horror movies in the 60s and 70s. Ah. Okay. So probably like, and that beard, and he could be like the Christopher Lee of the Marvel yeah. universe. Okay. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Then, I mean, use the demons. That just, that's even more logical. Okay, so the mask, the eye slits, they're really <laughs> not well. How do you see through them? It makes it look like his eyes are that shape. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. I don't love it, but I don't actively hate it. Like, I'm I not just... impassioned to hate him. I'm just kind of like, dude, you messed up. <laughs> devil stuff i mostly don't like the sort of belt situation on his chest mm-hmm. the i would belt. prefer it without it yeah maybe he has like demon nipples and he has to hide them <laughs> <laughs> i kind of wonder though like because he's trying to get his soul back but he's using the demons to do that so the demons are like cool with this <laughs> you would think they wouldn't want to help him oh yeah well, I mean, it doesn't mean that if he has his soul back that they won't be involved anymore. Maybe Mephisto is not too keen on helping him, but the other two, yeah. Hey, we can fuck around in here because he summoned us. Let's make it so he summons us again. Are they sort of trapped as well? Like, are they sort of fused with him so they're stuck with him? I think normally they're in hell until they are oh. summoned, but they're probably missing an arm. Do they have personalities? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember them having much in terms of personality. I wish they did. You know, though, if this was a Disney movie, they'd be the funny sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. I'm, imag- I'm imagining them like uh, those dudes in Hercules. Pain and panic. Yes. Yeah, I- I'm picturing them stupid. That's exactly why I want to know if they are. Yeah, Yeah. they're more like played like monsters, if I remember correctly. But if they were written today, you can bet the writer would give them, like, make them a comedy double act. Yeah, absolutely. That's comedy gold waiting to happen. Such a waste. Funny, because I hate every single part of it individually, but as a whole, I don't hate it. (laughs) I want to know more about the stomach star whole thing. Okay. <laughs> no, but is it? Can you see right through him, or is it kind of like a? Um... It's dark like that. It's like a black hole. Okay, so that's not like the shirt covering it. It's a black hole. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I like what, that. What does uh, fragments of his soul look like? I, I don't know. Like he clearly, t- no one knows because <laughs> he keeps going to people and being, "Are you one of the five? Yeah. Then you're doing like the key to time season of doctor who where it's like each piece is actually manifest as something else or someone else like he was attacking the thing the fantastic force thing thinking that that was a piece of his soul 
like his soul was turned into monsters everywhere on earth or something. I don't know. He was like under that impression. I mean, if I'm, if I, I can't really blame him for that, like if you don't really know what you're looking for, <laughs> like you gotta just try shit. Like I, I commend him for just it trying. could be a toaster. Maybe the toaster is your lost piece of soul. Kind of like a Harry Potter Horcrux thing. You you say Horcrux, I say key to time. I mean, <laughs> we all have our hobbies. Uh, is Master <laughs> Pandemonium hot or not? I'm weirdly into it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm in. I'm in. It's very silly, but you know what? I like them. <laughs> yeah. I would say lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a good answer is that is that your answer it, i mean it's almost interesting but it, it leaves me feeling empty in the, in the pit of my stomach uh, <laughs> you know what i find that he's not he's not batshit crazy enough for me oh no Just, no well i feel like it could have been so much more so much worse or oh, we could have laughed so much more but he's not inspiring to me i'm sorry well, what about the time when he took um, when uh, the Scarlet Witch made two dream babies and then <laughs> turned them into hand puppets? His hands what? became the babies of Vision and the Scarlet Witch. Now that's a good time. Yeah, but it's a terrifying picture. So, they're a I'm handful. Acid trip, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> we share the same DNA. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've seen that picture I- a bunch. During the um, the one division, yeah, yeah, one division. I I watched a lot of like things you missed videos. <laughs> it was in all of them. I'm gonna find it. In... Oh, no. oh no! Oh, that's no. horrifying. A- and so you can see, like, it's no longer a star. He's found some of the pieces. Ah! And uh, two oh, of the pieces. Two of the pieces are maybe those babies. Ah. But does he have baby hands forever? Okay, the mask <laughs> is better in here. Like uh, I will I will give him that. It looks less like a croissant. The eyes are better. Facial hair is still terrible. But so his options here are no arms or two baby arms? Is that what you're <laughs> saying right now? I think I would go no arms. <laughs> this is my response to Illy's thinking it's not batshit crazy enough. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> I realize that I've forgotten what his skill set is. He's not just like an actor, right? He can do things. <laughs> Magic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he does his own stunts and that's it. That's the <laughs> Do you believe in evil as an idea? Do you believe in the power of darkness as a superstition? Now, there you are wrong. The power of darkness is more than just a superstition. It is a living force which can be tapped at any given moment of the night. Okay, Masters of Evil. In the comics, the Masters of Evil are basically the reverse Avengers, usually led by Baron Zemo, one or two. There have been several compositions of the team, though the last one was the most successful, famously invading Avengers Mansion and beating up Hercules, Captain America, and others to within an inch of their lives. Most members started out as foes of the various Avengers, who banded together to find safety and power in numbers. They have their own entries in the series, or even in the Book of the Dead, or in one case, the Marvel Universe update. They are, and we've seen some of these, but Baron Zemo, the original, Melter, Radioactive Man, the original Black Knight, Executioner, Enchantress, Crimson Cow is actually Ultron in the hood, Claw, uh, Whirlwind, the second Black Knight, you remember him as a hero. That's because he infiltrated the Masters of Evil. Egghead, Scorpion, Moonstone 2, Shocker, Beetle, Tiger Shark, Absorbing Man, Titania, Screaming Mimi, Grey Gargoyle, Yellow Jacket, or the female version anyways, Baron Zemo 2, Wrecker, Thunderball, Piledriver, Bulldozer, Goliath, Blackout, Mr. Hyde, and The Fixer. They've all been members at one point or other, and this is like in order of them joining. I love Screaming Mimi. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the first time we've seen her. We've seen her before. I remember. Have was we? it during like the fake uh, wrestlers? Yeah, she was in the wrestlers. I also love Egghead. He's got this <laughs> face. <laughs> I love how serious he looks, though. I don't know. Like, the, the lifted brow is like. Oh. Imagine yeah, if he was like wearing a top hat. 
so then you didn't really know <laughs> and then he took off the hat it's like whoa oh, i was picturing a top hat like on the very top tip of that head <laughs> i feel like beetle thrown into all of this just looks ridiculous <laughs> agreed it's gotta suck to be like the second you know Get your own name. Like, that's just sad, isn't it? I, Baron least, like, Zemo 2 and the Knight 2, Black Knight. Baron Zemo, if he's like the kid of Baron Zemo, that's just his last name, right? Yep. It's the kid. It's the I just don't the think Baron. He, I just think that's a bit weird, but that's not my preference. But the Black Knight. We can Knight call him too? Junior. The like, Black the Knights Black are also Knight. uh they're also related. Why not get a, f- a fresh name? <laughs> I, I like don't know, Natalie. Surely uh, you're the first person named Natalie ever. Like my mom's not called my whole name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think people it's... do that, obviously. Like I understand it. But in this situation, it seems weird to me. Like I guess the idea is that you kind of remember. I just <laughs> feel like it would be fun to have different names. But I think it's probably there for you, like the audience to like remember. The comic book companies want to keep trademarks on names or else somebody's going to steal them. If you don't have a Spider-Man for a while, DC Comics is going to come out with a Spider-Man. Right. So you just got to keep having a Black Knight character somewhere. Yeah. Okay, I get that. You know, I wish Crimson Cowl, that was his whole body. <laughs> like, I want like a tiny, like a yeah. tiny creature in, a, in, in like a hat. <laughs> He feels very video game character. Like, yeah, he could also be like, if he was very small, he could be like a villain in a Mario game. Yeah, or like a ghost in a Zelda game. I think the worst look is definitely Whirlwind. He looks like a cactus. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I hate yeah. it. What, what is What's this? happening to Whirlwind? <laughs> Anyone with a helmet in this is kind of yeah, dubious. Helmets are very <laughs> clunky. Hey, yeah. I have a question. This whole Masters of Evil name. Because, like, we're meant to be focusing on the group, right? Mm -hmm. Masters of Evil, where did they get their degree? (laughs) (laughs) And was a thesis part of the curriculum or not? It's probably to that college thing that we've seen last episode. Oh, yeah. The hell college. Whatever. The the only thing is, it's not a college. It's just a prep school. Yeah, just prep school. So University of Evil is where you get your master's. And I feel like if you're evil, you can probably just kind of pretend that you have that. (laughs) So he's all like honorary doctorates? Mm -hmm. No, I I think the master's degree is not one with a thesis, but you have like to have an internship. So the more evil you do, maybe you can have the master faster. If you murder someone, yay, here's your master's degree. Right. So it's like a co-op. Oh, man, if only I would have known that during my master's, I only needed to murder someone. To- <laughs> I, I think you almost did. <laughs> exactly. I would have finished so much earlier. <laughs> so I know that claw is the energy sound. The sound guy. Yeah. But what's going on with his face? Did he have no noise? Nose? His eyes kind of look like they're trying to find his nose. You know, when people kind of try and cross their eyes. <laughs> What do you think of the Avengers having like a revert, like an arch enemy group? The villains that are there, to me, feel like they're pretty B class <laughs> villains. Yeah, like don't each of the Avengers have like one main supervillain that is attached to them? And like, how come they didn't join? Well, some did, but how come most of them didn't join this and they just got like the, the B rate masters? Like, what does Egghead even do? He's just smart. <laughs> uh, oh, I kind of wish he laid eggs. <laughs> but he was Ant-Man's main villain. Really? In the 60s. That's a choice. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, how good are they? Because I'm just No, trying- they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But how good are they at being bad? Well, like I said, I mean, they've had like, like every time it's they've people have joined the Masters of Evil, they've been like a completely different team. They're just mm-hmm. stealing the name from the previous guys. But right. the last Masters of Evil, and if we look at the entry, they're actually they're in the middle of that storyline because they don't know how it ends. That was like a multi-issue. It was called Under Siege. And they really did well. I mean, they're they're beating Captain America with a crowbar. They beat up Hercules. Like Hercules was in a coma. I kind of oh, wow. like 
that they didn't like I know obviously they didn't kill them because then no more comic books but I kind of like this concept of like we just went into your mansion to mess you up dude yeah. they beat up they're gonna leave you they beat alive, up the butler but, everything oh, not the butler Jarvis the, the human Jarvis um yeah so uh, yeah they're basically like let's get together and take revenge it's less about committing crimes and more about killing the Avengers or something. I'm down Except with that. not killing them, beating them within an inch of their life. Yeah. But I, I like it because there's a lot of like villains that just keep losing and losing against large group of groups of heroes. And just like, why don't, why don't we just form our own group? That yeah, makes sense like to me. It might give the chance for some villains that you might not see very often to have like a reason to be there. Like yeah, maybe screaming Mimi has no chance. Otherwise yeah, like she might not have a standalone whole story about her, but in this case, at least she can be in some, some of it. So that's kind of nice. And like you get bulldozer can just be there to give people a ride. <laughs> yeah. Someone in there is the designated driver. Executioner looks like he has some amazing lashes. It's the guy from Thor, right? Yeah. I have to say, honestly, I feel like, because when we get like these types of uh, images where there's like 15 million people, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> a lot of them look really bad. <laughs> and I feel like this group is like the group that looks like overall, everybody looks okay. Like some of them are better than others, but at least the vast majority which I think is different from usual where I feel like usually when we're doing these types of things, there's like one or two people that we kind of catch too. But I feel like most people here, except maybe whirlwind, because what the hell is going on there? (laughs) (laughs) I Um, like whirlwind. (laughs) I think it's because it's just a head. Maybe if we had the rest of his body, it wouldn't look so strange, but I think this is kind of a, a good looking group. I agree, because often, too, they're very similar one from the other. Mm-hmm. They have sort of like a similar vibe. Everyone's skin is green or like... Yeah, it's <laughs> like when, when you have like a portrait of everyone that's been in the Fantastic Four when we did them way back, they were mostly like just like human face and then there was the thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's pretty Whereas boring. Whereas here it's really interesting because you have all of those different faces, different pieces of costume. Plus, we've seen most of them. Maybe not most of them, but many of them already. So we're more ready also to accept them as a concept. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's Kevin McGuire's art, so uh, or for most of the faces, so there's a more expression as well. I gotta say, like, yeah, that's got what I was gonna and... say. I feel like they have more variation in the mouths. Yeah, look at Absorbing Man. He's like, yeah, they're yeah. sneering or they're smirking or you know. Uh, some of them I want to slap silly because of their smirks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, record! Ugh, record is is pretty is pretty up there. <laughs> um, Wait, even pile driver. Yeah, it looks fucking condescending. Hot. There's someone called pile driver. Where is this person? <laughs> Next to bulldozer. Yeah, the the wrecker, thunderball, oh. pile driver, bulldozer. They're all in the wrecking crew. And like the wrecking crew is, is its own team that just joined this team. Uh, and you got Pile Driver's number on the dot. That's exactly his personality. <laughs> the hey, baby. Wrecker, Thunderball, Pile Driver, Bulldozer. So if you know you need to destroy. It's like Papa Troke. <laughs> <laughs> so are the Masters of Evil hot or not? They are hotter than most. I'm I leaving have, it at that. I have difficulty hotting a grid. Where there's not at least one character that has tentacles. <laughs> not enough suckers. Or too many suckers, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I just like the concept of villains being organized and having a better chance of succeeding at their ploy because it's often that, oh, you know, it's too easy. The heroes will win, whatever. But I feel like this is an actual threat and that makes it hot for me. Yeah, I like them too. I think uh, I would love to see their group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they have cool nicknames? <laughs> well, they're right there, written on the <laughs> under their heads. <laughs> Claw sixty-nine. <laughs> Superheroes cannot be allowed to exist. Where do all these guys come from? Art credits: Mastermind by Paul Smith, Master Order by John Beatty. 
Master Pandemonium by Al Milgram, and The Masters of Evil by Kevin McGuire. New from Supermates Recordings. Chilling sounds from the house of Frankenstein. The blood-curdling sounds of horror in one four-episode set. Featuring your favorite stars from classic spooky films. Lon Chaney Jr. and Bella Lugosi. Father was Frankenstein. That your mother was the lightning. Peter Cushing and Stephanie Beecham. The nightmare's over. I don't think it is. And Christopher Lee. I have returned to destroy you. Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. I'm gonna haunt him. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Heather Langenkamp and Johnny Depp. Do you believe in the Pokemon? No. And Robert England. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. Here's more. The hit House of Frankenstein theme by Terry O'Malley. Order now and you'll receive bonus comic stories featuring your favorite superheroes versus fiendish monsters. Offer ends October 31st and it's not available in any store. Here's how to order. To order the chilling sounds from the House of Frankenstein, save all credit card and COD charters by visiting fireandwaterpodcast.com or search for Fire and Water Podcast Network or Supermates. Podcatchers are standing by. Female bag, female bag, female bag. <laughs> you didn't say it, you sang it. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about episode 72, where we covered Marvel Girl, the Massachusetts Academy, or Hell College, as Isabel called it. Uh, <laughs> Mass Master and the Master of the World. But let's start with the P.O. Box. Yes. <gasps> There's a we got P.O. Mail? P.O. Box. Yes, we got mail from, uh, like, I picked this up an hour before we started recording. Oh, <gasps> So I got here just in time. Uh, and it's from Dr. Ange, who went to the, uh, what's it called, the Boston Fan Expo. Oh, and uh, he sent you guys some autographed pages of uh, Ohatmu. That's so cool. And they're all characters that we haven't seen yet. Oh, oh, you're all going to forget this stuff. Uh, (laughs) But what's interesting about what Dr. Ange did was that he asked each of the artists to decide, maybe guess whether the character would be called hot or not when we get there. So we'll have to remember to pull these out. That's yeah, I, maybe the creator will actually listen to the podcast at some point. Yeah, I mentioned I the Boston not. Fan Expo, but like this one's at Terrificon, so there's a there's a, a couple of conventions that he went to, and uh, so there's the I'm showing you at the camera. So we've got like the last samurai, the last samurai, the <laughs> last samurai, is something else, the Silver Samurai by Michael Golden, who did not want to declare his character hot or not. It took everything <laughs> uh, for Ange to convince him to do it, and he put not. So we'll see. <gasps> Oh, maybe out of spite. We have Art Adams <laughs> doing Spiral. He decided hot, and hot. and then Jerry Ordway uh, did the Vision and decided he was going to be determined as to be hot. He better be. Mm-hmm. That's quite possible because it's a Jerry Ordway picture. But <laughs> <laughs> well, so, also, it's Paul Bettany. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Well. he has a writing start. <laughs> so thank you, Ange. Yeah, yeah, thanks. thank you. Yay, That's thanks. amazing. And I'll put these with the other autograph pictures that we got and, you know, make a little montage on a wall somewhere. So let's get into the characters themselves that we covered. So Marvel Girl, uh, Mike Double, you mentioned the boob physics conversation as a highlight, uh, but it's <laughs> Jonathan Riddle who has the answer. He says, my boob physics no prize explanation is that she is always unconsciously manipulating her hair and breasts into aesthetically perfect forms <laughs> with her telekinesis. But the finely sculpted butt comes from regular exercise with plenty of squats and deadlifts. Uh, I mean, you don't get a good butt unless you really work out. I think that checks out. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you can't fake that. But I, I agree that if I had telekinesis power, I would lift my boom all the time. Yeah, if you could choose, would you illusion them up or would you telekinesis them up? Telekinesis. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the better. Uh, Kurt Onstad and Alan White both confirmed the Cyclops, Jean Grey, Wolverine three-way relationship. Uh, Alan even sent us particular panels and a map of the current X-Men compound that shows they have adjoining rooms for ease of play. Uh, there is also a suggestion <laughs> that Logan and Scott have one-on-one fun times 
two, Gene doesn't have to be present. So this is sort of what's going on in oh, DX. Oh, that's right nice. Any good for I all of them. I don't know how then. I feel about it, though. <laughs> uh, I, I looked at the panels and I agree that there's major hints there. <laughs> and I really I appreciate the fact that, that it was sent our way. You know what? I, Wolverine's been alive for such a long time. Like, what, tried experiment. Everything. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I just feel like he could do so much better than Cyclops. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Your, your issue is more that Cyclops sucks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> your issue is that two people are attracted to Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott and Logan aren't alone because uh, both Ange and Mike Dynas uh, confess having huge crushes on Jean Grey. So, yeah, she's. Cyclops, huh? But Jean Grey, we all agree. <laughs> yes. I agree with Jean Grey. I agree with Wolverine. Cyclops, meh. Jonathan Riddle wanted to answer Elise's query about why Jean Grey was killed because uh, it's an interesting behind-the-scenes story. It was mandated by Jim Shooter, X-Men's then-editor, that Jean had to die as punishment for eradicating an alien planet of broccoli people. Writer, well, <laughs> Phoenix. What? Well, the planet that Phoenix destroyed was inhabited by plant people, so they did wow. look like broccoli. <laughs> Writer Chris Claremont and artist John Byrne made the most of the situation, thus launching the Dark Phoenix saga into the legendary story that has been botched by 20th Century Fox twice now. Shooter insisted Jean remain deceased until or unless she could somehow be absolved of her cosmic genocide. It was future comic scribe Kurt Busiek who supplied a fan theory suggesting that Phoenix was a separate intelligence only impersonating Jean Grey the whole time. When Marvel was hot to launch a spinoff book featuring the original X-Men, Busiek's uh, suggestion was made canon. John Byrne later hosted a Marvel staff party where uh, Jim Shooter was burned in effigy, but that's another story. <laughs> Jeez. Well, oh my God. Yeah, I've read this because there's a book called Marvel, The Untold Story that tells all the gossip the behind the scenes gossip of Marvel over the years. And that story is in there. And like, th this was not an editor that was particularly liked. Uh, she's too cool to be killed because of broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> she ate the wrong broccoli. That's you you should be able to relate to that. Isn't it? <laughs> ah, uh, yeah. We're my IBS peeps out there. <laughs> Did she eat the planet broccoli people? Well, the Phoenix Force burned the planet to a crisp. I think absorbing. I mean, why would you destroy a planet? It's like I think it's like absorbing its energy. So yeah, she ate the broccoli. Let's talk about Massachusetts Academy. Uh, Mike Dinas says, I always look forward to these location entries. He's really the only, he's the only one. Uh, <laughs> that makes one of us. He says, I don't know why I find it so funny when you're trying to determine the hotness of an area. Look at that footbridge. <laughs> it is silly in itself, and that makes it fun. Jonathan Riddle says, you would think a college run by a headmistress with a penchant for wearing bondage corsets would automatically rank as a hot. However, I'm with the ladies on this one. Uh, the Massachusetts Academy is not where it's at. Uh, Massmaster Chris Franklin asks, am I the only one who looks at the power pack boots and thinks they are made from recycled water bottles? <laughs> to which uh, Brian Linton answers, I always thought the power pack boots were inflatable, like those armbands little kids use in swimming pools, which wouldn't preclude them from being made of recycled water bottles. Uh, warning, power pack boots are not intended to be used as personal flotation devices. Now, I will Neither let... are water okay, wings. Yeah, it is. Get it off your chest. I just, I know water wings are the devil's flotation, semi-flotation <laughs> device. They are not good. Get a life jacket. They will turn your kid on its back if he falls asleep or passes out or whatever. Water wings, no bueno. Are people using water wings like they're, they're on a boat or something? I feel or like it's mostly in pools. Yeah, yeah it's, it's to no, learn well, how to swim, right? No, it is not to learn how to swim. So yes, did, that's did you, how they're using it, but it's yeah. not good. No, that wouldn't be a good idea, though. Did you have problems with that at when you were a lifeguard? Is, is, that's the yes. question I'm asking. You, you have such a strong reaction. How yes. many kids drowned <laughs> on, your watch <laughs> on your watch because of water none, rings? None drowned because of water rings, but I got told off by a lot of pissed-off parents because we, did, we only allowed personal flotation device that had the seal of whatever transport Canada I don't remember they would get very mad at us that we would make them take off the water wings and then yell bad things 
My niece has a like hybrid of water wings and a uh, life jacket. They're called yeah, the paddle new ones pals. Made. Yeah, paddle pals. They're paddle pals, and they're well, they're to help them learn to paddle. And they've got like water wings, but they're made of. Are they certified? I don't know, but no, they're she, not. Just the one but with the chest piece. She can't swim, and she can go in the water. Yeah, it's got like a chest piece on it. Yeah, so the chest piece make it that they float on the chest, so they fall on their back. So I think they may be certified. No. In any case, they are not a sponsor, and apparently <laughs> no other flotation devices are available. <laughs> what do people have against life jackets? They work perfectly well. And life, life jackets, uh, life jackets in the pool. I think yes. that's what they're. Well, I think that's what they're thinking. Um, well, as- they're thinking wrong. Um, excuse me, as a petite human, the life jackets are always huge on me, and... They come in sizes, petite human, Amélie. Yeah, well, human Amélie, <laughs> what are you doing with water wings at your age? <laughs> no, 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 well, I have to wear a life jacket if we're going, like, we went tubing behind the fishing boat sure, last yeah. weekend, and, like, my... Behind uh, the fishing boat, okay. Yeah, we, they like tie the tube behind the fishing boat. It's Atlantic very Canada. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably pretty dangerous. Anyways, therefore, I was wearing a life jacket. But like, they're not gonna buy every size of life jacket to leave on the boat. They buy the extra large, and then you tighten it up or whatever. Well, maybe you should get your own life jacket, and it wouldn't be a problem. Maybe I go on boats once every 10 years and it's not <laughs> worth Stop it. Stop going on boats. <laughs> I'm going to say the one thing you don't want to hear. I used to do that on a tubing behind leisure boat, not a fishing boat. So it was even faster and more dangerous. And we would not wear life jackets. <laughs> <laughs> life you know, third me is very disappointed in you. <laughs> I think I'm just going to never enter water. <laughs> So uh, let's go on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) At the other end of Canada, Mike Dinah says, what an odd pose for a child. He looks like he's posing for an Eaton's summer catalog. (laughs) (laughs) If he was a true young boy, he would be sticking his butt at the camera and making fart noises. Yes, that's right. He's he's sort of equating him with Bart Simpson. And I think maybe that's what I was trying to get at as far as personality last time is that Mm. he's the Bart Simpson of the group. I do agree that it's weird that his hands are on his hips. That does not feel natural, like a natural poise for a little boy. I completely agree. I think he's like, I'm I'm a superhero. That's what he thinks he's doing. Yeah. (laughs) No word from Rick Heineken of the Unpacking the Power of Power Pack podcast. Uh, oh. So either he's entirely in agreement with everything that was said, or he's, he's given up on us. Uh, <laughs> I think the oh. latter is more likely. Maybe he's on summer vacation. <laughs> I hope he's not wearing water wings. <laughs> <laughs> and the master of the world. Jonathan Rindle wonders if the master was named after the novel Master of the World by Jules Verne about a terrorist with a miraculous all-terrain airship. And I will answer yes, I think that is the reference. And also that his visual is based on Roger Delgado, the first actor to play the master on Doctor Who, that the same beard with the two white stripes. Hmm. So, um, yeah, those were obvious references for John Byrne at the time. Captain Entropy questioned the notion that the master was actually Inuit, since according to the Canadian Encyclopedia Online, the Inuit people really only established themselves a thousand years ago, according to anthropologists, and the master's people traveled from Asia 40,000 years ago. So, you know, one people became the other, essentially, and it's my bad for streamlining the story a little bit too much by collapsing history that way. My apologies. Mike Dynas says the anatomy lesson was fantastic. It was hilarious listening to the ladies d- trying to determine exactly what a penis is. Oh my God, that was that episode. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, it just dawned on me what every lady must feel like when seeing a male gynecologist. Do you even know what's going on down there, uh, bro? <laughs> I think a lot of people, a lot of women go to female gynecologists now. I, I, I don't you know, know just if you feel I, more comfortable. I actually have like a, a, a funny story from the last time I did my pap test okay. uh, <laughs> because of the pandemic. She had to use like a disposable six, six feet away. <laughs> no, but she had to use a disposable clamp because she can't like 
she's not allowed to reuse them on several people or whatever. And she told me that she, when she was like in conventions and stuff, all of the men had those plastic clamps and all the women had those like metal clamps that you can heat up in your hand before putting it in and everything. She's like, it's because we've had it done on us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Because usually it's the metal clamp and it's a lot, it was much better than what I did last time. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Pep tests are not fun. (laughs) Gene Hendricks says, thank you all for taking me back to ninth grade health class. And Dr. Ange had the last word on the penis stuff. He says, yes, it is interesting that the bulk of it is a venous plexus, which engorges to the point of solidity. I thought after the master failed megalomaniac, uh, he decided to just relax and become a fisherman. Wasn't he the master baiter? Uh, so before we go, uh, we will have to mention that the Fire and Water Podcast Network Patreon page is at patreon.com slash fwpodcast. If you like our content, please think about making a one-time or monthly donation, the amount of which will allow you to unlock rewards like getting on our hot list and getting the girls to throw a custom compliment at you. So what are we doing this time? Uh, you know how we were we were disappointed that the, the first dude was an actual face? The second dude. The second, you mean yes. Master Order? The second dude. Like, if our patrons would be this, what we would make their face be if it wasn't a face. This is this is the challenge. If our patron didn't have a, a human face, what face would they have? Okay. What would okay. be their face? Oh, oh gosh. Okay. Uh, I feel oh, like... No. I feel like Gene Hendrix is a horse. Uh, yes, horse energy. He's okay. got horse energy, like a mythical <laughs> horse. A mythical horse. Like okay. a, yeah. a I Pegasus could see that. or a Odin's uh, eight-legged horse. Yes. Okay. Well, you did Gene Hendrix. Who wants to do Gotham Shoren? <laughs> Gotham Shoren would be a hexagon for no reason other than I wanted to say hexagon. <laughs> <laughs> See WandaVision videos of what you missed for other hexagon content. <laughs> uh, we need one for Eric. Uh, what's his personality again? <laughs> uh, she plugged it. Perfect. <laughs> Eric would be shaped like a diamond because he shines bright. That's nice. Mike Dynas. I'm going to say a beaver because I feel like you feel like you'd be really hardworking. I don't know you personally, but that's what I'm going to say. Also, as a fellow Canadian, got to rep the beaver whenever you can. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Dr. Strange calls up Master Order. It's a beaver. <laughs> Wouldn't that be more fun than a head? I, I, I agree. I agree. Beavers are totally, but beavers are totally orderly. Have you seen yes. their houses? They're You're builders, right. Yeah. They make sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to see a beaver floating in space. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so do I. We end on Monsieur Luc. Oh, he's definitely some sort of bird or a cat. Yeah. Yeah. It has I, to be a bird, like a cool one. What's a cool bird? Like an eagle. I think eagle because I was thinking like a like hawk is too violent. I'm pretty sure that we've used eagle for him at least three <laughs> oh, times. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's been an eagle before, which I mean would check out. But I've yeah. told him that we've said he was an eagle before. I say falcon. <laughs> oh yeah, falcons okay. are providers and they're very loyal. Well, there you go. That's nice. We are done. That's the show. We'll be back next month with another episode, but actually we'll be back before that uh, <gasps> because we, I don't want to talk about it too much, but we are launching a, on this very feed, you don't need to change feeds. We are launching a mini series, like a five or six episode mini series, uh, which will also go monthly. So you'll get your dose of hot or not twice a month until early 2022. Wait, what do you mean? What are, uh, who, when did we decide this? <laughs> You were not very active on the chat that day. You don't have to participate, Elise. Elise is like, what am I doing? What have you signed me up to? It's a joke, guys. I know. know. Yeah, she knows. If you're smart, you're going to know exactly what we're doing. 
So I hope you're excited. And if you're not smart, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so mean. Wait, wait a couple weeks. <laughs> You'll be surprised. <laughs> so tonight, the Natplement is supplemented by a mic. I, I don't call them Natplements. I call them insults. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not very nice of no, you, Mike. No, I stand by my insults. They're really well-crafted, usually. So, <laughs> but it's not insult. It's statement of unpleasant fact. It's You're not right. always unpleasant. It's just statement of fact. Yeah, like, well, Elise has hair. <laughs> That's a net limit. All right, well, say goodbye, because uh, I got to turn on some AC in here. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. We love you. Leave us comments wherever you can find the podcast, whether the Fire & Water Network website, the Fire & Water Network Facebook page, or through Twitter, the hashtag is FWPodcasts, plural. We'd love to hear from you about, well, I guess these four characters and concepts, but uh, on the show in general. Until next time, be hot, don't be not. Hashtag our last <gasps> Zoom call. Oh, yay. Well, we say that. <laughs> Who knows? Okay.